आनंद लीला माया विग्रहाया हिमाव दिव्यश्च विसुंदराया तस्माय महाप्रेम रसाप्रदाया चैतन्य चंद्राय नमो नमस्ते यस Yes. Why is God not interested in being God? Part of it is revealed in the question. The the word God, uh, generic, abstract, nebulous. It's not clear what is meant by that, other than, you know, more in terms of omniscient, om, omnipotent. Uh, nothing to embrace or be embraced, embrace. So. Uh, We hear from Srila Guru Maharaj that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur did not like to use this word. So we'll see in his books, and you see in Prabhupada's books very often. I mean, we do use it, but Godhead was more broad and encompassing. And Prabhupada's, uh, Saraswati Thakur, personality of Godhead, Srila Prabhupada Swamiraj, supreme personality of Godhead. So it sounds, you know, like a little for the infinite and to accommodate all the manifestations, avatars, incarnations, the Godhead. But so we could say, why is it that the supreme personality of Godhead? Krishna is not interested in the conventional role we assign to God. And for all of its glory, the Sistine Chapel, I'm now going to offend the entire nation of Italy. Um, I, I mean, it's beautiful anyway, but God is not beautiful. He's not. That's just... You can say, well, that's my opinion. It's my opinion. What I see does not uh, look like a beautiful person to me. And as uh, silly, because he's God, he has a big, long... It's just, I mean, you would think Leonardo could do better. <laughs> Like I remember when someone did a painting of Mahaprabhu or something, and one of the devotees at the Matsan, he said, even ordinary people look more beautiful. <laughs> He's like, what is this? You know, like it's supposed to be God. You saw this old man up there. You know, it's just, you know, we understand he was uh, obsessed with anatomy and cadavers and that kind of thing. And you can see it on the ceiling. <laughs> so that is not Krishna conception. Why would Krishna want to do that? 
Definitely not. And like we heard recently, Advaita Acharya and Nityananda. And so like Advaita Acharya, as he said, his day job is Mahavishnu. He has innumerable universes coming out of his pores, lying in Yoga Nidra. His outward, you know, his exhale is 150 trillion years. His inhale is 150 trillion years. And what is his interest? When Nehemiah Pandit says, I want to dance as Devi at the house of Chandra Shekhar, Acharya, and Advaita Chandra, what, what role do I get to play? <laughs> That's so beautiful. That's the sort of participation he wants. This loving exchange. You cannot love the impersonal. You can be wowed by it, or astonished, or, you know, like, what is it? Um, like, adbuta. That sort of feeling can come to you. Like when we see the sky, it's so beautiful, but it's non-embraceable. You can't have a personal relationship with something that is abstract or impersonal. So even the, like why people name their vehicles, they give it some kind of a personal name, a female name or something like that. It's kind of a running thing with them, you know. But it's not real. I know in some languages about pronouns and I'm not dealing with that. So, God, as conventionally conceived, is like a creator. And you see, within Krishna conception, it's a relegated secondary aspect. It's not his direct concern. And you think, well, then what is he concerned? Because in the, from the Western point of view, this is it. Whether from a theistic point of view or atheistic point of view, this obsession with creation right, of the objective world. Right. <clears throat> so, um, not so in Krishna conception. Guru Maharaj will say, when, you know, God, the conception of God, because as we can say, we can now define it in various ways, because we said, as I said in the beginning, the, the term is abstract, generic, nonspecific. <clears throat> so if we, then we start trying to define that and say, well, God means this or God means that, Guru Maharaj will say, when God, the conception of God reaches the plane of love, that's Krishna conception. Right. <clears throat> and as we're approaching Gaur Purnima, it's very appropriate because in the pages of Sri Chaitanya Charitamritam, the, the most candid uh, revelations are there. Uh, from Krishna in the introductory chapters. Uh, 
to explain why it is that Krishna is descending as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <clears throat> so, perhaps it's in chapter four of Adi Leela. We're saying, you know, the world is full of Aishwarjigyan in terms of divinity. We're going to deal with divinity, right? That's the question. For those who disbelieve, that's another thing. But for those who do, he's saying, Aishwarjigyan, they have, they're overwhelmed by knowledge of my majestic aspect. Someone might say, well, well, what other aspect is there? That's described in the pages of the Bhagavatam and in Charitamritam. But Aiswarja Gyan, knowledge of the majestic aspect of divinity, that necessarily limits reciprocation or appreciation, reciprocal appreciation, to uh, awe and reverence, which is not inappropriate. <clears throat> but on reverence, on reverential devotion is not like love proper. So there we find Krishna saying, if on account of being overwhelmed by my majestic aspect, that, uh, what's the word, stymie, stymie, the heart from expressing itself fully, then he says, I'm disappointed and what, that cannot bring me under its control. Maybe I said, but wait, Ishvara Parama Krishna, the, the Supreme Controller, seeks to come under the control of some of them. Is, is that right? Is that good? That the Supreme Controller could come under the control of someone who's less than supreme? Is that a good thing or beneficial or unthinkable or nonsensical, irrational. But here, the Chaitanya Charitamritam is unparalleled in these candid expressions from Krishna. And he's saying, so, that may be good for that person. Right? They're expressing on reverential feelings and being overwhelmed by the majestic aspect of divinity. He's saying, but it's not, that's not the kind of uh, sentiment that brings me under its control. So in other words, it's very good for them. It's, what did he say? Why is he not, what? Why is God not interested? In being God. Because there's no heart real flow of heart there. So then he starts revealing a little bit more when he talks about 
Sakirasa. He says, when, when my friends and we're playing and they say, you're not such a big man. Right? He's the infinite. Right? His you know, Balaram, the quadruple expansions, uh, second quadruple expansions, the Purusha avatars, innumerable universes, Vaikutha like the planets, you know. For someone to say, you're not such a big man. Right? And I bet I could defeat you. Now, now these, these are not, um, you know, in, insulting statements when they come from someone whose um, heart is so pure, the heart flow is so pure as to eclipse and suppress Aishwarjigyan, or the majestic aspect. And that in itself is something mind-blowing and inconceivable. How you could be in the presence of God and forget that. Right. So, again, in chapter 4, by the influence of yoga maya, these things are possible. It's a function of yoga maya. You only have two choices. Be under the influence of yoga maya or the influence of mahamaya. <laughs> so under the influence of yoga maya, the, this sort of uh, loving exchange can be facilitated. So you're not such a big man. I could defeat you. Ye praya so jita jito piyasi taistrilokyam. In the prayers of Brahma, saying Krishna is a jita, he's unconquerable. Yet, devotion can conquer him. Who is unconquerable? Devotion has such power to conquer the unconquerable. For the infinite to come under the control of the finite. For the infinite to become subservient to the finite. That's why he has no interest in being God in the conventional sense. He's interested in this. As I mentioned the other day, people are always talking about, you know, merging into the light or into the infinite. And I, I, I get that up to a degree from this side. But what I find more interesting is, would there, is there any circumstance or would there be any instance where the infinite would want to merge in the finite? That, to me, is a more interesting thing to consider. <laughs> We're interested in, you know, in the impossible. What's possible is possible. The impossible is more compelling. So Srila Rupa Goswami says, Kleshagni Subhada Moksha Lagutakrit Sandra Nandavisheshatma Sri Krishna Karshini Chasa Akarshan all attractive, irresistibly all attractive central conception of the infinite, the human-like. Yang Shama Sundaramachintyaguna Sarup Krishna is irresistibly drawn in attraction to the heart that has a bhakti rasa flow. 
of devotion. The infinite becomes subordinate to the finite. The infinite comes under the control of the finite. The supreme, the positive, comes under the control of the negative. And by extension, the supreme negative, which means Sri Radhika, and all devotion is being transacted through her. So she is irresistible, and in all her extensions and manifestations. Ananda Chanmaya Rasa Pratibhavitabhis Tadbirya Eva Nidarupataya Kalavi Goloka Eva Nivisatya Kilatma Bhuto Govinda Maripurusham Tamaham Vajami. And so when they play, so, saying, so how charming is this and irresistible to Krishna that he's with someone and it's non-offensive. Right? So by the influence of yoga maya, the majestic aspect is suppressed and this person thinks they're equal to him and can even defeat him. How irresistibly charming is that? And then they play, and Krishna is defeated by the devotee. Not, and it does not say, then Krishna pretends he's defeated by the devotee. It, it doesn't say that. Ye prayasojita jitopiyataistrelokyam, saying he is defeated. That we have to try and understand. Imagine that. His defeat, the infinite is defeated by the finite from, because they have this Krishna Bhakti Rasa. And he becomes subservient to them. He's brought under control. Mm. Not pretending to. He's actually defeated and actually brought under their control. Although it was announced in the beginning of the Bhagavatam, Janmadhyasya yaton bayad itaratas cha arteshu abhigya svarat, that he's totally independent, God, Ishwar. <clears throat> but if you keep reading the book, he <laughs> says, Ahang bhakta paradino yasvan tantra ivadvija. Sadhu beer bhakta hridayo bhaktaya bhakta janapriya. In the presence of devotion, it's a, a, I lose my independence. So, how powerful is the, and what is the, it is love. When God concept reaches the domain of love, it's Krishna conception. It's not that like, Love, there's love like in this world, and then there's some other kind of love that it, there's just prem. Love and prem are the same. We, we're just whatever the love of this world is, but a perverted reflection of that divine substance. Even still, we see its power here. Right? Like Gurmars say, the, the like the, the, we can say, the man who has his finger on the nuclear button has some cute little daughter and she can go, Daddy, and like pull him around the house like a toy. 
Why? He's so great and so and she's just a little girl. But he is conquered by her love and affection. She's not aware of his so-called greatness or power. She's unaware of that. So if you can understand that, how that works, then it gives you a hint of how this works. And saying, but how can you forget you're with God by the influence of yoga maya, by the overwhelming flow of Krishna bhakti rasa from the heart? That's how powerful it is. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, and we know, for example, the Garud, the you know, the beautiful eagle-like carrier of Vishnu and Krishna and so many passages. It looks so beautiful riding, you know. Which country calls them Garuda? Their airline? Who? Indonesia. Right, Garuda Airways. It's also on the Thai money, if you look carefully. And how... Um, um, ecstatic Guru is to feel the lotus feet and the weight of the Lord on his shoulders as he's flying, soaring. It's, so, it's such a beautiful concept. And even when we see in the Bhagavatam when Satya Bhama and Rukmini, the passionate about the Parijata, one got a flower, one wanted a tree, <laughs> and on Garuda, the Parijatis, incredibly, um, how do you say, divine, mystical Parijata tree is acquired. But so sometimes the Lord and with his divine consort. Right? So how happy Garuda is soaring. But Krishna, as we see in the Bhagavatam, it's there when they have this play with the cowherd boys, being defeated, the, the um, victors ride on the shoulders of the defeated. So then here, Krishna is saying, when, when the, now we have a reversal, a role reversal, now the devotee is riding on the shoulders of, and Krishna's flying. He's in ecstasy at the feel of the feet and the weight of the devotee on his shoulders. That's why he's not interested in being God in the conventional sense of the term. This is, he's the Lord of heart, not of jnana, karma, yoga, those things, there's no interest from really. That's a, the other side, they benefit from that. He's not benefiting from that. You can't give something to Krishna, actually. Don't tell him. <laughs> Only things with heart. Like when uh, Vaman Dave's asking, you know, from Bali Maharaj, these three steps of land and then one step 
cover half, second step, everything, the whole three worlds, they've been covered. So if you realize in another uh, aspect, like we said, Mahavishnu, innumerable universes are being uh, created, manifested. Why would he, who can do that, who can sweat universes, what's he so interested in getting this one universe for? It doesn't make any sense. Right? Because that's not his interest. And I've said this a few times, like, you know, throughout the last year, normally, like someone knows someone who might be sick or ill or who died or this or that or might have an individual, you know. In the last year, everybody woke up one day with the same realization that they could die. Like on the same day. That's interesting. When every single person in the world, so to speak, had that shared realization at the same time. I was saying, he wanted Bali Maharaj's heart, not his possessions. But if we offer our possessions, that's good for us. But it's, there's nothing there for Krishna. Unless we're, what is it, how did Advaita capture him with Ganga Jal and a Tulsi leaf? And heart infused into that offering. So, <clears throat> so how happy Krishna is to have the devotee. That was my point. But then if we go a little higher, Vatsalya Rasa, like the Raghupati Upadhyay, saying, you know, Shrutim apare smitim itare barantam anye bhajantu bhava baratam anye bhajantu bhava vita ahangiha nandam bande Yashalande Param Brahma, Mahabharata, the Shruti, the Smriti, they're all telling you to be Dharmic so you can get the Param Brahma. You can have some connection with him. What does he say? Ahangi Hanandambande. But Nanda Maharaj has the Param Brahma crawling in his courtyard as a toddler. What did he do? I'm more interested in that. <laughs> Not in some book telling me to live a dharmic life. <laughs> Wait a minute. He has some crawl, who you're seeking, he's crawling in his courtyard. And that Krishna, that toddler Krishna, Nandakim Akarod Brahmam, Shreya Eva Mahodayam, Yashodava Mahabhaga, Papo Yasyastanam Hari. And even more fortunate than Nanda Maharaj, if we can imagine such. He crawls in the courtyard and then up and onto the lap of Yashoda and is sucking her breast milk. That's so he like jumps from the Vedas, Puranas, Mahabharata into Vatsalya Rasa. <laughs> this is the expertise of Mahaprabhu and his devotees. Remember, Krishna's come down as Mahaprabhu. Just concentrate on what he's saying. You don't have to worry about anything else. He's Krishna. 
All of this is meant to bring you in connection with him. And we still didn't get it. So he comes down and says, shortcut, this way, come this way. Sharanam Braja, just Sarvadharmam Paritraja, forget all that. Do the, what the Brajagopis do. That's what pleases me the most. Then I'm yours. That way. So, to Vatsalya Rasa, and where, what does Kunti say? She's saying, Gopyadade, Dvayukritag, Dhamatava, Yate, Dushashu, Kalilanjana, Sambramaksham. She's saying, this is so beautifully bewildering and enchanting at the same time. Yadvibeti Swayambhayam, whom fear personified is afraid of. That Krishna, his running from his mother and the uh, tears are smearing the kajal on his eyes. So he has the babies, they wear mascara, kajal. And his tears, they're making it run down his face. And she's saying, that's so beautiful, I can't stop thinking about it. And it's so bewildering, but bewildering and beautiful at the same time. And Mother Yasoda and, and the saint running after him, threatening him. Threatening God. <laughs> Usually, the bad people do that. <laughs> Here, we don't know the highest devotees, they're doing that. Yashoda. She's chastised. Her, and Guru if she does not chastise Krishna, she's being derelict in her duty, in her service. If she does not chastise Krishna. So, then, going for Krishna says, so all these others, Ved, Shruti, is offering all these wonderful panegyrics, prayers, and glorification of the majestic aspect of the infinite divinity. Uh, and, and he says, but if my beloved Sri Radhika Bartson means uh, to curse, scold, if she is cursing me, scolding me, you know, he said, then that steals my mind from these reverential hymns of the Vedas. It's so sweet and irresistible to me. <clears throat> so, and in that chapter, he is saying, so I will descend with my beloved devotees and show pastimes, manifest pastimes, display, play, bilas, that things that are unknown in the Vaikuntha world, this type of loving intimacy, right? and uh, Krishna Prem, <clears throat> As Krishna says in the Gita, I reciprocate the, the hearts of my devotees. From Bhakti Yoga Paribhavita Hrit Saroja, 
It's like the heart has a, is, as a lotus has an aperture, like you know the way lotuses unfold and open. That's what this verse is saying. Hritsaroja, Tambhakti Yoga, Paribhavita, Hritsaroja. The lotus of the, the heart of the devotee is opening. And, and, and they, as they like to see, remember, if Krishna is subservient to them, they like to see him in a particular way. He is reciprocating that. But how, what is the way that Sri Mati Radharani likes to see Krishna? <clears throat> so, Krishna is saying, So I will descend with my devotees and will show these divine pastimes, loving exchanges, that are unknown even in the Vaikuntha world. Because in the land of love, where God conception goes to the land of love, mercy above justice, <clears throat> beauty over power, right? heart over intellect. In that plane, Vishwanath Chakrabarti Tagore condensed it by saying, Aradya Bhagavan Brajeshatvanaya Tadama Vrindavanam Ramya Kachid Upasana Brajabudu Bargena Jakalpitai Srimad Bhagavatam Pramanamamalam Prema Pumarto Mahan Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Matamidam Tatrapi Napara There is no superior worship than that conceived of, by Srimati Radharani and the Brajagopis. They invented Krishna consciousness. <laughs> they have the copyright, trademark. If you look on the lotus feet of Krishna, you know, copyright, trademark, Radharani and Brajagopis. <clears throat> Only they can give uh, Krishna in his sweetest, most beautiful and charming and tasteful aspect not to be found in the God conception. <clears throat> when, look, even in Narayan, when Krishna played that trick on the Brajagopis showing the four-armed Narayan, Ragodaya Kunchati, so their Rag Udoy Kunchati means it was crushed, the Rag in their hearts, by seeing, Four-armed Narayan, and that's why I say, if you understand that, then don't even start talking about other religions or other concerns. Narayan is dismissed by the Brajagopis, if you want to understand their standard. Only Krishna and that Krishna who is at the right hand of Srimati Radharani, Swayam Bhagavan, Rasaraj, ecstasy personifying, Sundarananda, Ananda Sundar, Krishna, right, who is only 
fully himself with her. Like in this world, someone, people say, you know, oh, I can't fully be myself in this context or with these people or that person. Right? They're searching for someone who, again, accepts them as they are, for who they are, and who they feel so comfortable that they can completely be themselves. <clears throat> for example, Ramachandra is also inconceivably beautiful. Uh, divine is constricted by Rajniti, the um, parameters of behavior uh, that are appropriate to a king. <clears throat> Narayan of Baikunta, there's only Shanta Rasya, Dasya Rasa, and in the case of some old-time servitors, an element of Sakya Rasa, two and a half Rasas in Vaikuntha. Or Sanayodhya, then you have some, but Rupa Goswami, Vaikuntha's Janido Bara Madhupuri Tatrapi Rasotsavad. Gurumar said, he leapt from Vaikuntha to uh, Mathura, Vrindavan. Vaikuntha's Janitobara Madhupuri. If you recall again, Raghupati Upadhyay, when Mahaprabhu said, Oh, I like this, what you've said about just, you know, uh, in the courtyard of Nandamaras and the lap of your shoulder, you know, anything more you can say about that? And that's when he says, you know, come pratikatai come some prati prati come prati prati tamayatu gopati tanaya kunje gopa viduti vitang brahma. There's more to say, but who's qualified to hear it? And it's so astonishing. Would you believe it? Or is it too much to digest? It's only in Mahaprabhu's line. No other sampradaya, it, it is not there. This is, Krishna descends to express these things, to make these things known in the world. And what does he say there? Through the And Raghupatyupadai, ostensibly, these verses he's quoting from Madhavendra Puri, who expressed what could not be expressed in the Madhva line. Otherwise, what would be the necessity of the Gaudiya Sambhava? It could not be expressed there. It's beyond what can be conceived there. So he said, that Param Brahma, who Mahabharata, Veda, Upanishad, etc., are searching for, and we said was crawling in the courtyard of Nanda Maharaj, then onto the lap of Yashoda. He's hunting the Braja Gopis in the Kunja of Vrindavan. Is there anyone who's qualified to hear this? And will anyone believe it? <laughs> so, 
Guru Maharaj on, on, wrote an article for the Gaudiamat, one of the Gaudiamat publications, and he said, he inverted it saying, I'm paraphrasing, but now that Mahaprabhu has come, people will hear it and they'll believe it. <laughs> saying, who can hear this and who will believe it? Mahaprabhu is having him ex these things be expressed. Jari gorna hoite tabiki hoite, kemari daritam dehe, radhar mahima prema rasasima jagata janatake. Krishna has come as Mahaprabhu to tell the world about the glories of Srimati Radharani and the Brajagopis and the the, the, the we, it's an expression to say the limits of, but really it's unlimited, the prem, the love of Srimati Radharani and Brajagopis. So again, when Krishna tells them that, you know, in the Gita I said, ye yatamam prapadyante tamstade, you know, as you surrender to me, I reciprocate that. But napareham niravadya samyadam. In your case, the sort of love and affection you have for me, I can't reciprocate. Even if I were to give my entire self to you, there wouldn't be equal exchange. So, you know, let virtue be its own reward. <laughs> but again, Guru Maharaj said, but then if we look to the Chaitanya Astakam of Srila Rupa Goswami, the one, Sureshanam, Sureshanam, Durgam Gati Ati Shayano Panishanam Muninam Sarva saying here we connect to Rupa Goswami's Chaitanya Astakam, then Krishna say, all right, but what I can do, I can't reciprocate, the love you have for me is so great, I can't reciprocate it, but what I can do is I can descend and tell everyone else how great it is. That's what Kuramara said, is revealed in his verse. Then I'll descend in this world and, and tell everyone how great are Radharani and the Vrajagopis. Ramya kachir upasana Vrajabodhu bargainja kalpitai. And if you say, but what is the evidence of this? Srimad Bhagavatam. Vedavyas, having compiled Mahabharata and all these other scriptures, felt, uh, in Prabhupada's word, despondent. And he's like sitting in his ashram and Saraswati very depressed. And that's when Narada comes and says, Prabhu, what's wrong? He goes, well, I did this, but people, they're not getting it. They're um, abusing it. They're using it as an excuse to remain uh, bound in the world. In the name of religion, Narada tells him that. That's what the problem is. It wasn't your intention. And maybe some Paramahankas can extract from there, but the people, they're misusing what you've done. 
to remain uh, uh, in the conditioned world in the name of following religion and Veda Vyas. So, Kimba Bhagavata Dharma na prayena nirupita priya paramahangsanam tadeva hyachuta priya. Then you have to tell everyone about the glories of achuta priya. That's, that's what I need to do. Radharani and the Brajagopis, or Sarvadharma, they give up all this dharmic pursuit and come to me direct. That's Krishna's message. It's the message of Saraswati Thakur, of the Krishna consciousness movement. Come directly, answer. What, what, if this resonates with you, then come now. Saraswati Thakur on this topic said that if your house is on fire, let it burn to the ground. And because it's that house and everything in it that's keeping you bound, he says, let it burn to ashes and dedicate yourself today. Don't say, oh, I got to go take care of a few things first. <laughs> He's saying, no. Even if your house is on fire, let it burn to the ground. But stay here and dedicate yourself today. So the evidence in Srimad Bhagavatam Pramanamamalam. This is the pure evidence. Why? In the beginning of Bhagavatam, Dharma Projita Koita. He says, use the word Dharma. Then he says, we reject any so-called Dharma that has some underlying purpose. As cheating. Koitava means cheating. It's, they're using the word Dharma and then cheating. Vyasa says, no more. Not here. Not in the book of Krishna. Dharma pra ojita kaita votra paramo nirmat saranam satam. And you cannot express any envy towards Sri Radhika and her extensions, the Brajagopis and the great devotees in their line. So, Srimad <clears throat> Bhagavatam Pramanamamalam. And what is it? Normally there's Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. What's the subject matter of Srimad Bhagavatam? Prem. <laughs> There's Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. Prem, Pumarto, Mohan. It goes, be, it's that, uh, the, that's four, the fifth. This is what you want. Love, divine love. That's what is presented in the pages of the Bhagavatam through the pastimes of Sri Radhika and the Brajagopis and Krishna. So, Srimad Bhagavatam, Pramana Mamalam, Prema Pumarto Mahan, Sri Chait, and how do you know all these things? Because Krishna descended as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Matamidam, Tatrapi Napara. And he's telling us that there's nothing superior than this. Hare Krishna. So lastly, <laughs> in conclusion, not only is he not interested in being God, but we find in the page of Charitamritam, he wants to be 
a devotee. Imagine that. So the, the supreme personality of Godhead, his long-cherished, you know, deeply um, felt private desire is to experience what it's like to be a devotee. Param kasyapi prani janavrinda shukutuki rasos tamam ritva madhuram upabhoktam kamapiya rucham swam avavre dutim iha tadiyam tadiyam sri chedanya devaskritir atitaram na kripayatu and not merely any devotee, but the supreme devotee, Srimati Radharani. So Krishna said, I came, when I was at Krishna, there was all this distribution well, and these pastimes of Krishna Prem, but there was something left unfulfilled for me. And I'm revealing that to you now. I want to experience what she is experiencing. Sri Radhaya Pranaya Mahima Kiddushobhanaeva. What she alone experiences means the highest type of Krishna Prem, Mahabhav Swarupini Radha Thakurani. I want to experience that. So, how great is devotion? Not only as seen and by default as Krishna, not interested in conventional God role, but he has this desire to descend and taste the sweetness of devotion. It's so wonderful that he wants to be a devotee, and not just any devotee, but as the supreme devotee. Rasa Raj Mahabhav Duyekarup, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Hare Krishna.